Hey now. So uh, three games played in those new Circle Fin jerseys, and they're all losses. They must be cursed, right? Those jerseys? Isn't that I'm the su- excuse? I'm surprised they haven't been burned already. Dude, I'm saying it. I mean, it's not like the Sharks are missing their two best players, right? There we Couldn't go. Be. Couldn't be. Man, oh man, oh man, I love that song. Uh-oh, there we go. Hey now. Welcome back to another episode of the Pucknologist. You're only completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial-free Sharks podcast. Wrapping up your week of Sharks hockey, part of Teal Town USA. There you go. If it's your first time checking out the cast, hit like and subscribe on the platform of your choice. Make sure you leave your takes in the comment section if you can't join us in the live YouTube chat. And uh, we got another prize pack to give away. And you'll be happy to know, Jerk, that one of those prize packages were mm-hmm. hand-delivered last night. I feel like there's a story there. Uh, Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> dude, it almost felt like it was going to go down like a drug deal. Dude, He's like, you got my shit? <laughs> so, yeah, it was very cool. What a guy. What a dude. In fact, I even think they pulled the uh, the all-day hockey in San Jose thing yesterday because it was like the Cuda played at 2 and then Sharks at 7. So, Oh, yeah. I think they went full bore. Good for them. All right. So for the last sh- six Sharks games have been one-goal losses. <laughs> Overtime loss versus Anaheim. Then you had that break. Then a 1-0 loss versus Winnipeg. 4-3 loss hosting Columbus. And then... Uh, I'm going to say the same thing for last night. It's 4-2 loss because that was an empty netter that Nashville put up. Uh, just more and more collapses. And so we're, we're just going to blame the new uh, Circle Fin jerseys, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, here's the thing. And I, and I think you'll agree with me. I think most of our listeners would agree with me here. If I was the Sharks, I would just simply start winning games, right? That seems to be the... I feel like that's the solution. That we're yeah, all kind of I, looking for. Not I mean, now. Not now. Next season. I mean, especially with the new jersey, as you mentioned, like you, they were they were DOA the minute they put those on. Like, if anything, they should have just, you know, you squirrel away the nice new jerseys and you wait until the Sharks are a good team again, and, <laughs> and then whip them out. Yeah, and and that way, if they lose, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, but to be fair, if if we if if we followed that logic, we're gonna squirrel the way squirrel away the New Jersey until they start winning. Well, it seems like they switch their alternates every three to four years, so we're roughly on target. So when the <laughs> fifth black jersey comes out, we're gonna start winning again, right? That's that's when you know, man. That's gonna be kind of the the key to everything. <laughs> I almost feel like that might need to be a side bet for us that we know that. Like the next, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I believe the next eight home games, they can they will continue this stretch of wearing blacks. Like you and I might need to uh, put a put a fin down on which game we think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might go with that Chicago game <laughs> at the end of next month. Oof. I mean, I hope not, but yeah, I kind of think you're right, dude. So, uh, all right, let's get into it. Four, nothing, shutout. Poor Blackwood. No help. Oy, oy, oy. 
Uh, but Barbie getting the scratch in that Bye-bye. one. How do you yeah. feel? How do you feel about your boy getting? You know. I mean, he deserved it. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, I do. Th- <laughs> oh no. Okay. I, I'm gonna interrupt myself. There's there's some controversy that we're gonna have to get into when it comes time to the giveaway. Uh, we'll that's your little teaser to stick around. Oh, shit. Um, Great. <laughs> uh, so. For Barabanov, I mean, I think you can make a pretty fair argument that um, getting scratched after one blunder is maybe a bit of an overreaction. But given the blunder, I, I think you understand why. And it's also been pointed out that he just hasn't been all that good this season. I know, obviously, he's been injured. It came out, I believe, earlier this week that he had COVID around Christmas, which obviously can screw with you. Yeah. So it, it's really just kind of been an unfortunate negative experience for him for this season and I don't know what that necessarily means for the future but at the same time you know the question being what are your thoughts on him getting scratched if you know if him playing is not somehow helping the 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 mixture for this team going forward I think you have to scratch him even though he has brought a lot of quality to the lineup in years previous well and definitely not something you want to see two weeks out from the deadline you know yeah no kidding but hey, it got LeBanc back in for a game before being scratched again. <laughs> you talk about a guy who needs to be like you talk about a guy who's fighting for his life and needs to be in the lineup. And it's the f- that guy. Dude, and the fucked up thing is like LeBanc I thought was oh relatively good in Vegas. Sure. Or, or, you know, versus in that game. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And but the whole thing, sharks are relentless for two minutes. Like those first ninety seconds, you're like, Whoa, we got a team out here buzzing. Let's look and then boom. <laughs> First yeah, fucking shot okay. against in the net, and you're like, uh, my, and then two minutes later, oh, there's another one. I tell you what, dude, it's it's something about those, it's something about those Monday morning afternoon holiday games, right? Where it's like, Matinees, you know, it, yeah, like if Timo Meyer is not scoring five goals for them, like they're not going to win. Exactly. <laughs> that that was the problem. Who was that against? That was against the Kings, right? That yeah, the LA Kings, dude. Don't you know you were there? I was there. We were all there. Oh, that's right. That's right. All 60,000 of us were there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> telling you. <laughs> but, uh, and then, of course, the uh, the money line, which I'm sure you had to have had a couple bucks on, is Morelli getting his first NHL goal. You know, <laughs> the the thought did cross my mind. Curtis Pashelka did kind of put not? that out there. Uh, you know, and I'll be totally honest with you. I, I kind of had my hands in other cookie jars. I didn't think to take it, you know. Oh. Dude, 124th first NHL goal allowed by the Sharks, according to our man, Shark Stats, Darren Stevens. Yeah, so. well, yeah, which is hilarious that that's like a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but and but see, that's and that's the whole thing. And they were what I think the they're tied uh, for like third or fourth on that list of like most first NHL goals allowed like in the last 30 years. I mean, the, the fact Oof. that like the fact that we, and I say, we, I think I'm speaking for all sharks fans here. The fact that we all like recognize that we're most likely at the top of that list or near the top of the list, I think should tell you like, Hey, if you feel like you're there, you're probably there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they give Logan Thompson his first shutout of the season. The Sharks are blanked for the ninth time, which is most in the NHL this season. And nine would tie the franchise record for most shutouts against in a season. 
So for dude, the Sharks. You can't say the Sharks aren't making history, dude. Dude. Uh, last time they did this was, oh, shit, last season. Or no, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 21-22. My bad. Which, it, let, let's let's dissect that one for a minute. Because you're getting, now, granted, 21-22, the Sharks did play 82 games. But that was kind of like the first full season uh, obviously during the pandemic, but like the first full season kind of getting past the bubble, getting past the hub. And so you'd think there would kind of be like a rejuvenated sort of spirit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, other ones were, of course, the uh, the inaugural season for the Sharks in 98-99. I have a feeling they're going to be able to break this record. Sure seems that way. <laughs> I feel like 10 is somewhere on the books between now and the end of the season. Oh yeah, dude. I believe I'll, 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 I'll do you one better, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if we clear ten. Hmm. I feel another bet coming. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm looking at the schedule. You got two games against Dallas Stars. You got a game against the Islanders. You got, you got, sorry, three games against the Dallas Stars. You got a game against the Islanders. A game. Uh, coming up here pretty soon Dude, against the Devils. Tampa. Uh, Tampa's been leaking this year, but I get your I get your point. Dude, Vasilevsky will turn it on just for that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Oh, dude, Minnesota. Tell me, Flurry doesn't get hand him one. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like this thing is by no means are we dead here. Like, or this or history... which whichever team Flurry is on at that point. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Yeah, definitely a march to history. Oh, <laughs> dude, Gen X coming in hot. I haven't seen Gen X in a while, and he just, oh, god damn, dude. Uh, a march to history, as in the month of March. Love it. Uh, and so, anyway, the, we, again, the weird scheduling quirk. So you get that two-week break, then they play a couple games, and then it's a game like five days of the entire fucking week off, and then they play another one, and then from here until the end of the season, uh, it's like every other day. There's like once or twice in there where there's two days, but for the most part, it's like every other day. Ooh, so you know what that means. The excuse after the game, well, we don't get to practice much. Okay, guys. Yeah, but but and and that's the that's the funny thing, right? Is like the sharks are not the only team that doesn't that don't get to practice all that often. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, you know. And uh is if you remember last week we had talked about that oh man, fucking penalty kill that at least there's something coming back and what happened? The right. after 20 for 20 they let in a power play goal in each one of their games this week. So, look, the sharks haven't won at home in February. They're 3 and 7 at home since 2024. I mean, dude, right where you want them, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just pointing out facts. Yeah, I mean, the thing, like, we all know, especially if you don't know at this point, like, if you're, I mean, I guess if you go to the game or if the Sharks are in a game and it's squandered, different, but shocked and confused and upset at the Sharks losing, like, where you been, <laughs> dude? Like we all know that we all know the plan. We know what this is all about. Well, where are we on stats right now when it comes to um, to records? Uh, is Chicago and the uh, Sharks tied at this point? 
Uh, last I check, which I believe this was courtesy of Puck Guy, uh, the Sharks and the Blackhawks were tied in points, but the Sharks actually have three games in hand. Uh, I'm going to work to confirm <laughs> that. I think, I think yep. you need three losses in hand. It, let's hope, right? Yeah. Well, because don't they face Chicago like two more times? Uh, yeah, yeah, they've got yeah, uh, all they've within got, like a week of each other. Yeah, they got they got Chicago on March 17th and March 23rd. So, yeah, dude, those games are huge, huge. Oh. No overtime, no overtime. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But uh, you know, Quinn following the Vegas games, talking about you know we need size and will. And I'm going sure. So okay, so the guys that you that you have right now are small and resigned to being on a loser. I mean, is that a message to Greer as well? Uh, I Yes, but I don't think it's meant to be cutting. I think it's more meant as just like a confirmation of like, hey, like we suck. And that's that that's that, because I, I don't think I don't think Quinn would be doing anybody a, any kind of service if he were to say, oh, you know, we're we're right there. You know, like, I don't think that helps anybody. Well. Look, I mean, Quinn is calling out guys. He's he he felt like he was kind of full on tilt after the Vegas game, and sure. you probably would be if you're having to call out guys for the same shit after game fifty five that you were saying after game eleven, right? You know, not being hard enough to play against, not getting back, not picking up your guys. Ugh, yay. So. Uh, Jacob McDonald put on waivers on Tuesday. No claims sent to the CUDA. Anything uh, on that? It's like uh, the thing that, of course, popped in my head is, okay, when he's at the CUDA, where's he playing? Forward or defense? Yeah. I, I I kind of, I think we all sort of expected this one was coming. I mean, we even talked about last week just how many defensemen the Sharks were carrying. And, and you know, eventually guys were going to start to get healthy. Obviously, Hen, uh, Henry Thrun being the one notable. And... I, I, I like this move. I mean, you know, Jacob McDonald, like great, great guy, obviously great guy to have around. Um, you can have a different conversation about what he brings to the ice. But the thing is, I like this move because it's kind of being like, hey, like we know what you are. You may or may not help us down the road, but you're not as essential to the mixture as, say, a Henry Thrun, say, a Kalen Addison, say, an Ahotuk or an Emerson, right? And so I like the idea of giving those guys the ice time because with McDonald, you know what you have and you know, rather, you knew that he was an AHL defenseman, maybe a scratch defenseman at best for your NHL team and had kind of been playing above his pay grade all year. So well, this doesn't really th come as a shock. Well, and I love the fact that like the first two goals he had this year both came as an offensive player. Which is uh, I mean, hilarious. I mean, I don't want to disparage the guy, but the fact that he has as many goals as he does, I'm kind of like, like legitimately impressed. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then, of course, dude, Gen X coming in with even more jokes. To the Quinn, we need size and will. Sorry, Dave. Uh, Will's still playing in the NCAA. <laughs> oh my gosh! So like he's like McDonald. McDonald has more goals than Nico Sturm. He's got more goals than Barabanov. More than LeBanc. You know, yeah. he's got one less than Grandland. Granted, Grandland's been hurt, but, you know, point still stands. Two less than Eklund, two less than Zadina, two less than Hoffman, two less than Gunnan. See where I'm going? Fucking A. Well, <laughs> and now look at Puck Guy getting in on, on the uh, on the laughs. So you're saying McDonald was sent down to the farm? 
E I E I O. So anyway, I, but the the thing about this though with McDonald getting sent down, and of course it's uh, we're two weeks away, and the clickbait articles are going to be coming in a you r- know, rapid y- fire pace. You just gave me a thought actually by saying that. So uh, y- as you know, you accrue you you accrue cap space Your every favorite. day that goes by where you're under the cap, right? Favorite player is. I'm just thinking, is it at all possible that McDonald going down to the Barracuda is temporary, where it's like, hey, let us accrue as much cap space as possible, and then when we trade anybody that plays well for us between now and March 8th, we'll bring you back. So you're saying this is money Mike moves? I would I would say that. I mean, I mean, let's you just look at the facts, right? If if Ferraro is gonna go, hypothetically, I know there's been rumblings. If Ferraro's gonna go, if Jan Ruta is gonna go, if Kalen Addison is gonna go, maybe. Like, why not save as much money as you can to then accommodate a dump contract or retain some salary and have room left over? You know what I'm saying? And even without McDonald, they're carrying eight defensemen. <laughs> even without him. So why not, right? Yeah. No, make I that cap space and then make room for them, uh, like you said, two weeks from now. Yeah, but my thing is, like, we're going to cover, and when I say we're, I mean, I'm speaking for myself and Jerk versus, like, you know, Ian and Puck Guy and Landy and, uh, you know, and everyone else involved. Uh, like, I just don't want to go to, if, if that's your jam, the, the you know, the speculation, potential trade hyperbole, run it. That's your jam. But, like, for me, Jerk and I will t- we'll talk about it when a trade actually happens. You know, I don't want to waste my time speculating on what teams could use Declare or Grandland or whoever. But, dude, another week. We and again, we talked about this last week. Another week goes by. The Sharks' opponent gets more power play chances than the Sharks, which again I think kind of goes to some of the shit that Quinn was talking about. Like you need to work hard to get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, and as and as I said last week, remember like. You know, the Sharks are not doing anything spectacular that would cause a team to take a penalty against them. Exactly. Like, there's like the, the Sharks are not a threat to score or do anything. So there's no need to take an infraction to stop them because they're not doing anything. Yeah. Oh, sh- you know what I forgot to check? Can you do do me a solid? Hit, sure. up, hit up the NHL stats. Have we hit the three-digit threshold yet for goal differential? Uh, almost. We're not, uh, what, where are we at? Minus. So right now the sharks are minus ninety-seven. Oh, God. which, if you're keeping score at home, worst in the league. I'd be interested to see if that's the worst in sharks history, because it's. Uh, man. if you give me two seconds, I'll find that for yeah, you. Yeah, I was gonna say because I mean that second season that you know that second year team. Oof. Keep in mind too, like. The Sharks are at minus 97 goal differential, and we've still got 26 like, games left. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, dude, there's plenty of fucking runway. Like, there's, yeah, dude, there's a lot of runway there to uh, just keep adding to it. <laughs> dude. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, I mean, it's. It's just going to be more of the same, I would imagine. Uh, I, I think at this point you just uh, go to the games to 
I don't know, hope that somebody, uh, that you see something special and maybe it's from the other team. That's fine. <laughs> I've, I've got like three or four more games to go to. I'm going to go see Bedard in person for the first sure. time, you know, and of course I'm going to see my boy Pavs looking forward yeah. to that. And then, uh, what's the, we're going to the Ottawa game, but that's, uh, and that's the, the game directly after the trade deadline. So I'm kind of like, will I see Josh Norris? Won't I see Josh Norris? Yeah. I was serious. I was uh, curious to see that rumbling. Makes it in, but I know that we're going for, uh, I think a lot of it had to do. Oh no, it's because I was given tickets. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also I thought that there was some funny giveaway or so. Oh no, I think that's the women of teal thing. Okay. So yeah, they're going to be doing jerseys that, that look pretty cool. So anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see some of those, those players. And this is something we've talked about before as well. The sharks, at least in my opinion, I feel like need to do a better job if they're trying to sell tickets. Again, it's even look, I, and I know that you will be like, Oh, fucking let it go already. But I still think they could it, like, you want to put some butts in seats, maybe push the thing of, you know, captain's coming home, <laughs> you know, or Hey, fucking Bedard, everybody, you know, push the stars from the other team especially when your two biggest stars are out for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, get, like you said, get people who are excited, right? Get, and that was kind of, I mean, that was something that the sharks did uh, back when they were good. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, so-and-so is coming to town. You know, it's going to be an awesome matchup where, whereas now I feel like if you did it, if it was like, Hey, Connor Bar Connor Bedard is going to come down, come to town and he's going to fucking torture us. Yeah. He's going to blitz us, you know, but, uh, enjoy yourself. Yeah. So before it would be like, come to, you know, come to the tank and watch us shut down Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Right. And now it's kind of like, yeah, no, come on. <laughs> watch Pavelski come back and. Fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah. Remind remind us all that you know the sharks sharks would have won the cup five years in a row if they had kept him, right? Oh, of course. M many people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're speaking about Pavelski, of course we have to move on to our hero and zero baby. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> all right, you go first. Game seven. <laughs> <laughs> we all need a wink from time to time. <laughs> gosh, I. <laughs> Remember I said last week how it's not been very often that we have multiple guys to choose from? It has that been a is, while. That, that has been undone this week, where there's very few, if any, to choose from, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I kind of like... It's a shallow pool, buddy. It, yeah, it is, and I'm a little afraid to jump into it because I don't want to break a toe or anything, right? <laughs> um, toe nail. Yeah, wow. I mean... Oh gosh, this is so bad. I guess Mackenzie Blackwood just because I feel so bad for him. <laughs> like it, it you know, <sighs> the stats are not sexy for him, but man, guy really does leave it all out there, doesn't he? Oh, he does. But I will, you know, I mean, in the numbers over his last five starts, you see him up there. I mean, dude, a nine twenty four. Yeah. And then Kakinen with a nine twenty three. I mean, they're putting up very close numbers. 
Jesus Christ, man, give these guys some goal support once in a while, or maybe, you know, I don't know, stand these guys up at the blue line. It's just been yikes. Well, and, and here's the other thing too, right? Is you taught like, how many times do you hear, Oh, like you score three, you know, you score three goals and you'll win the game. Right. And now it's kind of like, now it's like you'll score four goals and you'll win the game, just the way the NHL is going, right? Yep. The the Sharks are averaging just over two goals a game, which <laughs> it, it is not, like generally speaking, is not good enough to win the majority of your games, but especially in this current form of the NHL we've seen the last five years, it's certainly not enough. It's not even enough to compete. Hey, it only took Winnipeg one goal to win a couple of weeks ago. That is true, but you know, a uh, uh, a blind squirrel does find a nut every now and again. <laughs> well, and it only took uh, Vegas one goal to win. It they you know piled on with the other three, but still. My, uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I went with Zadina last week, didn't I? I feel like uh, I did because it had to I, do with I, the yeah. uh, that wrestling gif. That... Yeah. <laughs> So uh, in your head on the buckles, man. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go Grandlin. I mean, 31 points in the last 35 games. You're hearing some chatter that, uh, you know, people might be knocking on his door. I don't know if, uh, I mean, uh, uh, you know, if a team overpays, you got to give it up here. I mean, but I mean, here's, let me ask you this. What do the sharks stand to gain from keeping him? You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, he's, I, I mean, I he's 31. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's 31 at the, let's, let's just say, let's just say for, you know, for fun, let's well, just, you need a mentor. You need a guy who look, can look up to and lead the culture and the franchise. And it's like, bitch, that's why Couture and Hurdle are still here. Right. Well, and, and, and I do think it is kind of just objectively, it is kind of sad to like bring in a player that's good and like you think could help the team year to year, but it just doesn't make logical sense to keep them around, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, Granlin is 31 right now, and let's just say for argument's sake, the Sharks do end up being coming a playoff team when his contract expires. Like, say that season, 25-26, say the Sharks are back fighting for a playoff spot. Is it going to make sense to have him in the fold at 33 when you've hypothetically got a bushel of much younger and potentially much better players all kind of playing playing in those roles right Mm -hmm. and then so you get into a situation of okay well you can stay here if you take less money take a lesser role and it just becomes all all kinds of crazy and so i think especially the fact that he's got two years left i think makes him a sexy option if a team does want to give a shot to their forward group and the way he's playing to your point with not the best line mates and not the best situation like i i i think a lot of teams especially a team that has an injury or a team that maybe their depth is not where they want it to be colorado you know, they might, <laughs> they might, you know, see, and I don't agree with Falcon strikes point. I think, I think his value will never be higher than it is right now because he's got the extra year on his deal. So you ostensibly have a two year rental. Fair point. Fair point. You know, you get, you get two playoff runs with a guy versus if you like, say you trade for him now and you get two playoff runs versus you trade for him a year from now and get one playoff run. Guess what? Price is exactly the same. At worst, worst case scenario, price is exactly the same. And so, if you're if you're a team like Colorado, who <laughs> you really stuck on Colorado, <laughs> dude. Colorado, I'm telling you right now, if it's not Grandland, it's going to be someone like Grandland. I'm telling you, dude. Colorado is 
sniffing around, sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. Write this down. And <laughs> so, again, I think it makes a lot of sense to trade Grandolin, especially now. And we talked about it, dude. There were a lot of haters and a lot of whiners who are saying, oh, my God, Grandlin sucks. He's a cap dump. Why do we have this guy? Look at that. He had no goals for Pittsburgh and blah, 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 and all this kind of shit. And you and I both agreed this is a good player who was in a weird situation, and now he has a chance to restart. And look what's happened, to your point, 31 points in 35 games. That's just, in terms of points per game, that is top of the league, towards well, top of the league. Well, do, and and you throw on top of that, that wasn't it like the first like 15 games, like he was trying to like figure it out here? Yeah, that's, a, he, I think the it first. Feels like he fucking figured it out. Yeah, the first, it, it was, there was a stretch, and I remember everybody saying like, oh, I knew this guy sucked, and he's not doing, <laughs> right, all this kind of stuff. The first one, two, three, four, first four games of the season, no, sorry, the first eight games of the season, he had one assist. He didn't get his first goal until, you know, almost two months in, and granted, he's only got seven this year, but scoring is not really his thing. He's an assist guy. Yeah. You know? I think teams will be lining up now, to get their hands on Mikhail Granlin. Okay, this is a two Colorado. This is a, <laughs> a two parter. Do it. All right. Is Kakinen still with the Sharks two weeks from now? No. Okay, that kind of voids the second question. Because I, I just, I mean, maybe he is, but you're not. Like, he's not the number one guy. He's not going to be. Like, it's going to be Blackwood just in terms of dollar amount, right, and and term. And so you just give the net to Blackwood and you find a guy to play the back-to-backs or you find another guy who will, you know, do a similar role to Kakinen. But to the point you made, I think you made it last week, Kakinen all of a sudden has kind of boosted his trade value a little bit. So why would you not capitalize on that and then just find another guy to play in that role? I bet you, dude. And, you know, I would have to give it some hard thought uh, to really kind of figure it out. But it would not at all surprise me if the Sharks go to a team and say, hey, we'll give you Kakinen. You give us, you know, insert draft pick here and insert replacement goalie here. And you just call it a day, right? Sure. Uh, and Berg, though, calling out, says Colorado has zero bucks in cap space. Who do the Sharks take back in order to get Granlin to Colorado? Yeah, that one is going to be a little dicey. I mean... You're the one over here going, Colorado, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that one, you you would have to do some... You would have to do some gymnastics in order to make that work, but by no means is that impossible. I mean... Okay, where's Kakinen going? If you say honest, Tampa, I swear to God. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, Colorado. Oh, fuck off, man. <laughs> I, I know that's a cop-out answer, but like... You're stuck. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it's, you know, the thing that's kind of jammed them up, Colorado, that is, they, you know, Nachushkin is in the player assistance program, and I don't believe they get cap relief for that. So they're paying six and a quarter million to a guy that's not currently on their active roster. Oh, right. Sucks. But I, I again, Kakinen, I mean, you could, any number of teams, I mean, Tampa Bay is... Tampa Bay is a good shout, right? Because you're going to want to give, you know, you may want to give Vasilevsky as much rest as you possibly can. Um, or what about Vegas? They love collecting goalies. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Aiden, yeah, sure. Aiden Hill has been 
uh, pretty inconsistent, you know, at least in terms of his health. You know, he's played well, but health has been the big consideration there. Um, so it, it, a goalie like Kakinen, as cheap as he is and as well as he's played this year, like you could find 10 teams that would take him on just to say that they have depth at the goaltending position, you know? Say Edmonton? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think now there's a um, there's a, a situation. There's a consideration. So do you do you take do you this will be an interesting question. Jack Campbell, after this year, after this year, he's got three years left at five million dollars. Do you take that on as a cap dump if Edmonton gives you one of their first round picks? Do you do you bite that bullet? Do you do you take a first round pick from Edmonton to take Campbell off their hands and then because the Sharks will have oodles of cap space, just buy him out? Or play him? God damn. I mean, what do you have to lose, right? Boy, that's a, that's that's a that's a nice little little nugget to chew on from the uh in the chat. Uh, when, when when you have when you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. There you go. Um, and this is spoken from a man who is in Vegas. Correct. <laughs> I think that puts a little extra mustard on that hot dog. Uh, on the zero side, and this coincides with what uh, Nick is saying, thank you so much for the uh, super chat. Totally Shout appreciate out. that, dude. Hella cool. Uh, says, last week your comments on Eklund frustrated me, but the more I thought about it, it was hard to argue with. Another week of no points. One point in his last five games. Is he even second liner at peak? Um, I'm going to tell you right now, coming into this show, that's who I had on my list as my zero for the week. Well, like you're saying, one point in the last five games. Over that same time, a dash five, but only 36% in the dot. So it's like, if you're not scoring, you need to be helping in other ways. And he's it doesn't even feel like he's doing that. Is he... Maybe it's two things. Do you think either one, he's trying to do too much with Hurdle and Couture out, or is Quinn thrusting him into that position? You know, is he taking on too much? Like, well, like, what do you think the issues have been to like the la these last few games? I mean, is it I think or is it shifting to center too? Sometimes, I, I think it's a little bit of everything. I the shift to center is definitely a consideration. I mean, you remember remember when Hurdle shifted to center? Like that was an adjustment, right? And obviously, without Couture, without Hurdle, as you mentioned, and not not only has that not only has that taken away somebody that can get him the puck, but it's also forced him to be the guy who gets the puck. And that's not to say he can't do that, but it does take extra work. And so. It's a little bit of everything. Obviously, the Sharks are terrible, and it's, you know, he's only 21 years old. I mean, there's a growth process there, right? Mm -hmm. I did want to comment on Ricky's point as well about Jack Campbell being an excellent goalie there. I agree. Like, he's a goalie where the Sharks are going to have so much cap space and need a 1B goalie. Why not have a be a guy that you can take and get a sweetener with it? And also, not by any stretch guaranteed, but there is always the potential that you can rehab his image as a player and get something for him going out the door too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you remember Sean Monaghan, you know, when Montreal got a first to take him and now they've gotten a first in trading him away. <laughs> Christ almighty. So, you know, I don't think anything should be off the table on that front. Well, who's your zero for the week? Oh, but I, although I should, um, 
notably, oh, well, I'm going to let you go and see who you say, because if so, not, I have an honorable mention. <laughs> so my my zero for the week is 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 going to be a bit more of an abstract pick. Um, it's going to be everybody. Basically, if you are an unrestricted free agent on an expiring contract, you're my zero for this week because we're now inside two weeks to the trade deadline and. These guys are not, I mean, selfishly, they're not doing anything to help the Sharks maximize their value, but they're also not doing anything to help themselves in terms of getting a new contract going forward for next year. So that's more of like an abstract pick where it's like, it's everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of think that's where we're at now. Like, I think how many ever freaking weeks into the season that we are, and I don't know, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, however fucking long it's been, like... We're past the point of being like, oh, yeah, you know, Luke Cunning, man, if he only had a couple goals, like, no, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're past that point. Uh, like, if, if Luke Cunning had six goals or nine goals, like, the Sharks are still terrible. <laughs> well, and the shout out for me, uh, Hoffman, in the longest yeah. goal scoring slump of his career. Woof. Yeah. Woof. I, especially because, as you mentioned, he's a guy that even if the team he's on is a non-playoff team, he's provided a shot in the arm everywhere he's gone. Until San Jose. <laughs> yeah, and and just all of that aside, like a, an objectively good hockey player. And you know what I blame it on? I, I blame Hoffman not doing well because they hung a banner for him the last time he was here for those 24 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's what I hang that on. <laughs> Oh man, how, how like how busy do you want it to be over the next two weeks? I want it to be very busy. Like I want, like, like this is the year. And we talked about this. If you recall, you and I did the Eric Carlson is a Pittsburgh Penguin show, That's and right. and we talked about how the Sharks have kind of set themselves up to have a full roster at the beginning of the season, and then have a completely different full roster by season's end. And they've put themselves in a position where they can accumulate so many draft picks. Now, that said, if it's a situation where come draft time at the Sphere in Las Vegas, which we need to have a conversation about, um, if it ends up being a situation where the Sharks have like six fourth round picks, that's still six shots at it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to see all kinds of activity. If somebody picks up the phone and says, hey, Mike Greer, like, what, what's the story with Duclair? I want Greer to be like, he's yours. Tell me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to goof around and, like, squander the moment because I think there was one trade deadline year. I don't remember what it was. Like, remember there was all kinds of whispers about guys who were getting traded left, right, and center. And then, like nobody got moved? And, yeah, the day ended and nobody was moved and, like, a handful of guys just walked for nothing, right? God. Like. That can't be the play when you're trying to accumulate draft picks. Like, I know, you know, LeBanc, Hoffman, Duclair, Cunnin, Barabanov, like, there's a Kakinen, Zadina potentially. There's a lot, a lot of negativity that can be said about all these guys. I'm not, I'm not disputing that whatsoever. But between that handful of guys I just mentioned, there's no reason the Sharks shouldn't be able to, you know, add to the amount of picks they have in the top 93 of this draft. There's no reason. So that's what I'm looking for. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm also just kind of interested. You would hope, you would think that there's going to be at least a couple of guys that get moved out, whether that's Duclair, whether it's LeBanc, whoever, even Kakinen, 
or I mean, you mentioned it early on, even, even if it's Ferraro, the, I'm going to be excited to see like how many guys that are currently playing in Barracuda sweaters are putting on Sharks sweaters for that game versus the Ottawa Senators on the ninth, you know? Yeah. And you look at that Barracuda roster, like all of the sudden, like we're going to be getting very familiar with these guys. Like, I mean, I mean, it's Gushin, it's Bordalo, it's, I mean. Yeah, I, but even a step further, like if you, you know, I, I definitely think those two that you mentioned, Jacob Peterson as well, mm-hmm. like those, not necessarily because he's played well enough to earn it, but just because it's a guy with experience in the NHL. Like, I think those are names that get called up, but then there, do you kind of do the rotating experience? Where do you say, okay, Tristan Robbins, you're up. Okay, Jack Studnika, you're up. Okay, uh, I honestly don't see him having value, but maybe he does. Oscar Lindblom, we're going to give you one more chance to rehab your image. You know oh, what I mean? God. Uh, see, that uh, on the was it last week or whatever? Somebody said, like, oh, so and so is the new Bodker. And I was, I'm like, no, it's not him. And, and you just reminded me, no, it was Lindblom. At least they had yeah. the sense to send him down. But here's the, here's the one that I think gives me the feels and maybe it'll do the same for you. Sure. But how bummed are you that it's just worked out that like Addison's here, Burroughs is here, even, you know, Thrun and uh, Hotuk have come up. They've put in Emerson and we haven't gotten an opportunity to see Kanijov this season. Yeah, that one. I was totally hoping he was going to be back up by like, you know, Valentine's. Especially because, and I, that's not to say that like Kanijov has been some stalwart and deserves to be up, but I don't think he deserves it less than any of the names that you had mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. And so I do wonder, like, you know, there are whispers about Ferraro, there's whispers about Ruta, there's whispers about Vlasic for some reason. Like, I do wonder if those obstacles are cleared, if that might pave the way for him to come back. And honestly, and I think kevin lacy was kind of on this one all along like it wouldn't at this point just everything we've seen and it really does suck because i was optimistic would not at all surprise me to see addison find his way out between now and the end of the the trade deadline just Mm -hmm. unfortunately like it shouldn't be that way but it just is because he hasn't been what what the sharks need him to be well and ricky saying zadina is this year's gregor you know what i really want i want zadina to be this year's good row Man, I, I maybe like maybe I'm biased and maybe I'm just too hopeful, but like I want Zadina to have another chance. You well, know? I mean, if the, just pr- because if the price the skill, is right, I mean, he was a sixth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Like, like there is skill there. You know, it's just it's a matter of how is it harnessed. You know. So I, selfishly, I hope he's resigned. And, and you know, based on what they've got going, like I, I a two year bridge deal doesn't piss me off. I don't even think it'll be that much. I think it'll be one year. It'll probably be league minimum or maybe a million dollars. And you just say, this is it. This is, this is it. I mean, if you, if you can, and you and, give and, them a healthy couture, or a healthy hurdle. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is like, I, I, I think you, you've been critical of him this year and I think fairly so. But I think you would also say that, like, you know, as 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 few times as he has been on his game, when he is on, he looks really good, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And especially lately, you mentioned it last week, how well he had played. And even a little bit this week, you know, he had the goal uh, against Nashville. I know that, you know, obviously there's controversy there, but it still went in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I just, I think being a sixth overall pick, I ki- and the fact that it didn't cost anything to get him other than money, I don't see why you don't fully exhaust that option. Uh-huh. And maybe and, and maybe they have. And if they feel like they have, then you throw them overboard and you move on. All right. I think that's fair. Um oh, boy, are there before we move on, are there any other sharks that we haven't talked about where it's kind of like, you know, give give this player the horse eye? Like I see Bailey mentioned in the chat. Is there anybody else that you're kind of like, you know, not a not a guy who you hear his name a lot? Like I don't I don't think somebody's gonna be like saying Hey, you know, that carpenter guy, uh, can we take him off your hands? You know, but is there somebody you think isn't being talked about that you're kind of like going, "Mm, that's my dark horse right there. Oh gosh. Cause it seems like, you know, it seems like the big names are LeBanc, Duclair. I mean, (laughs) well, mostly those, (laughs) but Ferraro, uh, although I'm not sure why Ferraro is getting that much heat around his name, but. Yeah, I kind of and and this because it seems like half the team, if not more, are are uh, are all FA at some point this season. Now, if you take the oh and Barabanov, I, yeah, I think this is a bit. This might be a bit of a controversial pick, but I do think Vlasic. Fuck off. Only because not maybe not this trade deadline, but maybe in the summer in the right situation, because you just dig into the stats, right? Guy has played. He's played less minutes per game this year. Right. And yet he's on pace to uh, he's on pace for more block shots. He's on pace for more hits. He's on pace for about the same amount of takeaways and less giveaways. So kind of those underlining numbers are all favorable. Now, they're not where you want for a $7 million defenseman, but they are more favorable than they have been. And I do think we're not going to get into all the other behind the scenes stuff, but if you have an internet connection, you know what's been going on. (laughs) And I think with that obstacle kind of seemingly put to bed and maybe a new situation, I don't know. I I could see a team. I don't think it's guaranteed. I don't even think it's 50, 50. He gets traded, but I, I could see a handful of teams think about it. All right. And then uh, finally here, Ricky is saying, uh, move Blackwood. Keep Kakin in if the goalies are about eagle equal. Keep the younger one. Kak's been more consistent, less of an injury history too. The thing is, though, like, I don't think the age is really a consideration. Like, they're the same. Like, Blackwood is four months younger. Yeah. So, well, and the other thing though, too, for me is, you know, if I really, if I'm really feeling froggy, if you can pull it off, sign CAC to a one-year deal, and then just say, all right, you guys are both FA. Like one of you guys is gonna be here <laughs> after the deadline next season. So fight it out. Here's the other. Here's the other thing. Let me ask you this question: If you're building a team, whether you're shitty or whether you're a cup contender or anywhere in the middle, when you're building a team when do you want to have your starting goalie position locked down? <laughs> when you're like a cup contender? Or even if you're a shitty team, like for that season, 
when do you want your starting goaltender position locked down? Day one. Right. And so I don't think a team, I don't, you know, the teams who would conceivably trade for a goaltender, they more often than not have their starter and I would argue their backup locked down. So I don't know that it would make sense to trade for a goalie who has term when chances are your goaltending situation is already dialed in. Kakinen to me makes more sense because if you're a team that needs a short-term backup, you use them for the playoff run and then you just gas them at the end of the year. Oh, so you know what could be really fun is to move Kakinen with the idea of like, hey, and maybe during the off season we 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 bring you back. I mean, maybe. I mean, <laughs> uh, like between you and me, like you know, I mean, I know a lot of people who have been fired from jobs before, and never once have they been told, "Why don't you just come back?" But you know, at the same, <laughs> at the I'm same really time, hoping, it is possible. Yeah, I'm really hoping that like this November, most of like the world says, no, we're not bringing that guy back. <laughs> so anyway, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, we talked about it last week and I know, uh, this is, it's been a polarizing, uh, topic f- for some sports writers. Uh, but the whole Nike fanatics, major league baseball Jersey debacle last week, I just wanted to point out something else. Um, uh, and and also highlight something that uh, that happened on Twitter this week with me um, and a comment that I think was probably taken out of context last uh, last night. Um, but uh, the new articles dropped earlier this week reporting that as teams shift to the new Nike designed uh, fanatics manufactured jerseys, they are not certain if alternate jerseys will be available on time for the start of the season. So, you know, there's some teams, uh, I believe in Major League Baseball, it's not like um, basketball where you can have like 200 different fucking jerseys every season. Like you're allowed, I think I think it's called like the four plus one rule. Sure. It's like, I think you get like, uh, like your home, you know, your home whites, your road grays. I think you get some sort of alternative. Like I know the Giants wear like Gigantes or something, or they'll have that Sunday jersey where it's black with SF, or they'll have that orange Friday one. Uh, but then you also have the City Connects, right? So similar to like the reverse retros that hockey did. Um, but could you imagine if the NHL had, you know, if some team had like some huge promotion that they were going to do like the first or second game of the season? And then, like, it comes out a couple weeks before. Oh, you know what? Manufacturing wasn't able to to get it together, so we don't have your jerseys. We're going to have to give you a fucking IOU on that. Gosh. Like, <laughs> dude. I, dude, I'd be so fucking pissed. So it's like, if you're, if you're an NHL jersey fan, I'm just saying, you know, horse eye what's happening with the MLB. Maybe take a few notes. And the fucked up thing is, this is the second time this has happened with jersey manufacturing and major league baseball it happened back in 2022 the phillies didn't wear their cream or powder blue alternates for the first few weeks of the regular season um but of course at that point they it was uh, well it's supply chain issues blah 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 from covid yada 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 i'm, I'm just dying to see what the excuse would be for hockey because it's so far i haven't heard what the excuse is other than you know uh incompetence <laughs> And, um, so I, I'm just the way that 
And then the whole pants thing this week, like the pants are, you got one person saying, I don't understand why, you know, what the pants issue is. It's the same material as last year. And it's like, okay, you know, oh, it's the lighting of the, and it's like the fucking lighting is the same every year. They don't really change anything. (laughs) Well, and, and here's, here's something to kind of chew on and make you think about. So my wife, um, (laughs) is not the she she is not the biggest sports person by any stretch mm-hmm. obviously familiar with you know what sports are and the basic happenings but not a sports watcher and she asked me you know she asked me on friday i want to say it was like hey like what's the story with baseball and fanatics and so the fact that this controversy it's making its way to non-sports fans i feel like is just even more of a disaster oh jeez. well and then some of the photos that have gone viral are just fucking hysterical sure dude like they got a shot of the giants casey schmidt and it's like you can literally like see the indentation of the boys kind of hanging out there Mm-hmm. And it's the, all the jokes that went around, you know, oh, I guess this guy's coming to the plate with two balls and no strikes every time, right? <laughs> I mean, this just the PR nightmare that this whole thing has become. And it's like, man, if you're Nike, how do you not just go, you know, okay, look, we knew coked this. We fucked up. <laughs> you know, just let's roll it back. Let's get the original formula because no one's digging it. We went full new Coke. We're sorry. And boom. I mean, fucking figure it out. Because this is just such a horrible fucking look. And again, imagine if this happens three years into the the deal when Fanatics is making hockey jerseys. People well, and, will and, lose their mind. And, and like you mentioned, uh, I want to say it was maybe last week or two weeks ago, like the for baseball – you know, they, they, they kept the recipe exactly the same in an effort to get ready to do it themselves. And it's like, how is three years not enough time? <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. And then, oh, the other thing, too, is they're saying, uh, like, the, 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 the colors aren't accurate. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, right? Where have I heard that one before? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the cubby blue is supposed to be different from Dodgers blue and all this, and like guys are playing in uh in Arizona or whatever, and they're going, oh, these both look like the same blue, and neither one of them are either LA blue or cubby blue. Like, you know, the only thing that blue were the people that chose this shit. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's horrific and now for the longest time dude for like the last 30 years or whatever it's been the giants you know they've always worn these kind of off-white jerseys versus like the athletics where they wear what i think they call it like wedding white or whatever but sure it's always for the giants it's always been the creams and now they're calling it the coconut milk or some shit because it's slightly off and i'm like are you fucking kidding me with this is that official terminology or is that people just like goofing and making stuff up? No, I sw- go uh, Susan Slusser, who used to cover the A's, now is doing the Giants, I believe is the one that posted that on her Twitter. That said that that's one of the things, that it's no longer the creams, it's coconut milk. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. 
Stop. Jeez. That's like that's like it's so funny. You know, you're a person who's painted a room before. That's like you go to the you know you go to the you go <laughs> is to that the eggshell. Is it egg crew? Is it? <laughs> yeah. You you, you you go you go to the paint store and and you say hello person uh i i would I'm, I'm looking to paint my office uh looking to paint my office uh, a gray color and they say okay are you looking for steel gray are you looking for charcoal gray are you looking for gray beige are you looking for beige gray it's like <laughs> fuck gray <laughs> like you know it's almost like you know like you know the the venn diagram where it's like baseball jerseys and house paint you know and like <laughs> what's the middle you know yeah well some people are definitely <laughs> overthinking it it's like you know, it just reminds me, this whole debacle just reminds me of one of my all-time favorite phrases that everybody knows, long-time favorite, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, it's a great phrase. Fuck. Um, but the other thing I did want to address, and just with regards to jerseys, is I did tweet out something about when I was at the game last night and walking around the concourse, dude, I noticed a lot of fucking fake jerseys being worn. Really, like it, it. It was definitely se- seemed like there was more fakes than than authentics, and I and I put so sad, and mm-hmm. I was essentially accused of jersey shaming. You know, it was kind of like you know, fuck you, AJ. Not everybody can afford the collection you have, blah blah. And I'm like, that wasn't that that you know that wasn't my intent. It was the fact that yeah, fans have been priced out that they have to go buy these. I mean, dude, rep your colors however you want to rep them. Mm-hmm. But it's like these jerseys, you know, the like the back to the MLB for a second. They, they're charging like four hundred and fifty dollars for these fucking jerseys. <laughs> like, Jesus. are you fucking insane? I guarantee you, like these jerseys don't cost more than like eighteen bucks a unit to make. Uh, for baseball, yeah, I know hockey; it's a bit more expensive, but the the markups, like. The markups on on specifically on hockey jerseys, it's like, it's at least you know on the low end, it's at least one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, but some of these, it's just ridiculous, and it's like, no, uh, I was you know I was just like, oh, it's fucking sad that fans are priced out of this shit. I think these you know these prices are just insane. Yeah, you know, and to the fact where it's like, no, we let's go buy fakes, you know. It's... Well, and and not only that, and, and you you talk about you know, long time listener, a little bit inside baseball. If you're crafty enough with uh with the Photoshop application, something you design might end up becoming for purchase. <laughs> Fucking hey, dude! I mean, you know? talk about that, dude. Now that's the 4D chess play to make your own jersey. just do it up in photoshop and then let somebody else make it and then you just buy it for fucking 28 bucks (laughs) (laughs) oh man that was sick dude ah all right so anyway let's get to the uh the oh yeah so again to wrap that up yeah i'm not dude i'm not jersey jersey shaming anybody man where would you want to wear but it's just like man this is this is where we're at now and And, and to be fair, you know, it's like, yeah, th- there's one crowd that's going to go, you know, don't give money to China and, you know, fuck that. Stop ordering from Chinese companies. But then it's like, okay, then there's other people to go, well, I'd rather do that than give fanatics money. Or like you pointed out, that's all that they can afford to do. Yeah. So it's just. And it shouldn't, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, you know, being like there, there's so much commentary about how 
playing sports is kind of gate kept from people who don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And like now it kind of feels like we're getting to the point where being a sports fan is being gate kept in the same way. Dude, you are so fucking right. I mean, let let's be honest. Let's It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. The the Fanatics jerseys, the breakaway ones, mm-hmm. like I've I've put one on. I've tried one on. I'll be the first one to say, "Yeah, you know what? Comfortable." Yeah, sure. But very comfortable. Very true to size, too, I've noticed. Yes. But the, Surprising. the <laughs> yeah, but the one thing I will say is that they're about double what they should be, price In terms wise. Of price, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Like I look at that and I go, seventy nine, eighty nine dollars. Yeah, uh, you know, blank, absolutely. And that's all sports that do this, which sucks. Uh, yeah, it's the, yeah, you're right. It's not hockey jersey specific. The the overpricing and and. That's the thing that it just really kind of bakes your noodle is the fact that you go and look from you go and look at uh, photos. And I think we even did this on one of the shows where we showed some photos from like the late 80s, very early 90s, like games back at the Cow Palace for the Sharks. Dude, you'd see one, maybe two jerseys in the stands. The end of the decade, and that was, dude, that was at football, that was at baseball. At the end of the decade, half the fucking fans are in jerseys. Mm -hmm. Like, they did a great job marketing all of that, but I would also say as well, the jerseys then, and yes, we understand how inflation works and whatnot, but they were way more affordable. You know? Yeah, well, you you have to look at it like, and and again, you know, Things, generally speaking, even outside of sports, things are very nuanced. Not everything is simple as saying, oh, uh, this therefore means this. But to your point, compare, you know, jersey price over jersey price over the last 25 years to average household income over the last 25 years and compare the percentage growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but that's, you know, gosh, so many things you could do that with. But these uh, and 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 that's the thing, and that's you know that kind of data is what you're supposed to say to the people who say, oh well, inflation. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, it's a little more than that. Yeah, well, and when one company is controlling so much of the market, mm-hmm. and basically are asking you to pay more for less, right? You know, the only thing you can do is vote with your wallet. Well, because that's the thing, specifically with the jerseys, like you mentioned, there's very much a mantra of, well, if you don't get it from us, where are you going to get it? True that. And you know what my recommendation is? You know, don't give your, uh, I mean, exact, again, wear what you want to wear, do what you want to do. But if it's me and you're kind of in that, well, you know, this is what I can afford type of the thing, dude, I'm telling you, you can find some amazing fucking deals on like eBay or whatever for older jerseys. And they're going to be better quality than the shit that's now available. Well, and that, and there's also, and this is very, like, very nuanced, very kind of nitpicky, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's, like, obviously there's only one licensed manufacturer, right? But there are multiple licensed retailers. So you can buy something that is a hundred percent like legit real deal Holyfield and not have to give your money to the person who also made it. If that makes sense. Yep. No, totally get that. 
All right, so I guess we, we can step off our soapbox now, but I, I I can't wait to see what happens between now and next week. Like, are we going to be talking about, like, fucking, you know, it's really weird. Cleats and batting gloves are now falling apart for no reason. No, next week, we're going to be like, the jerseys are great. <laughs> <laughs> They're so awesome. All right. Uh, you know what, though, following on this, let's get to our tweet of the week. Uh, we got a couple for you this week, and I'll tell you, they're both fucking doozies. Uh, Under Armour, just tweeting out a fucking photo of, of great baseball pants that aren't transparent at all, just saying, we got you covered. <laughs> I mean, dude, solid troll. But the thing that's kind of fucked up, the way that I understand it after looking into this a little bit, and I, you know, I don't have it all down, but from what I understand, like, UA got the deal back in 2019 or whatever, and then for whatever reason had to pull out last minute. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they put up this, it was just like, oh, fuck, dude, what a troll. But, I, well, but I'm here for it. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's the thing. Like, we've kind of seen as social media has evolved, we've kind of seen a lot of brands and 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 things like that sort of take a more an, like an edgier approach you know and and you see this all over like all kinds of companies like a lot of the stuffiness is gone out of it right and some so, of it but the, the, a lot sure. of it is also like kind of taking you know talking shit from the cheap seats right but my my point being is that now like like before like if you were a producer of any good you know it's just like oh we got to you know what are our customers going to say right but now like you got social media of competitors that are goofing on you like it's a new world that we're living in yeah that's i mean again the this is one of the things where i can you know i find social media to be a double edged sword where it's like i can appreciate the joke and everything like that uh absolutely but there's another part of me that just goes this was not needed you know what i mean like maybe we would do better if we had a little less snark in the world if we tried to be a little nicer like and it's like uh like instead of we got you covered maybe go you know hey nike we can help with this if you need it (laughs) (laughs) but the uh i don't even know how many sent me this other tweet though I, i don't even know what the fuck the calgary flames were thinking but Dude, who uh, the fact that there's somebody in Calgary with the name Crystal Metz? <laughs> it's an unfortunate pairing. I, I mean, good lord! And then, but the fact that, like, I don't even know what this person does. A medicine hat? I don't. I don't understand. Well, medicine. What... Medicine hat is a city. Oh, okay. And life's better. So, I mean, like, is this like, um, so what? A real estate ad? Is that what this uh, is? She's a. She's an insurance agent. Oh, okay. I mean, but how do you how do you not like I don't know put a put a at least a middle initial in there, you well, know, I'll tell like you what, Michael it, J. Fox or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or maybe you go by your middle name, you know, or you use it, you know, you use your middle name like uh, the remember the, the comedian, the guy from that TV show Home Improvement, Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. You know what his real name is? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Timothy Allen Dick. <laughs> his name is God, his government God-given name, Tim Dick. And it's like, yeah, it's probably not not that great. Maybe I'll just go with Tim Allen. 
The lead, yeah. like, and you see that with mus- musicians a lot. Like the lead singer of Motley Crue, his real name is is Vincent Neil Wharton. And it's like, yeah, Vince Wharton. That doesn't sound Vince Neil. Okay, that sounds cool. Tom, the drummer from Motley Crue, Tom is it's Tommy Lee something. I forget what, like Athena or something like that. And he's like, no, we'll just go with Tommy Lee. But you see that a lot where people would just use their first and middle name to go with Crystal, and it just sounds so fucking close. Oh my goodness. But the fact that it's like the captain checking in with his niece and nephew, I guarantee you there are like three people that were like, oh, this is so adorable. And then 5,000 responses like, there's no way that that is this woman's real name. (laughs) You know, like they were trying to highlight this really nice family moment. Everybody just locked in and said, nope, we ain't got time for the family shit. We're going to fucking nail this to the wall. Oh my God. Just so fucking good. <laughs> All right. There is another team in San Jose. Ooh, Barracuda. All right. So uh, the Cuda, I got to be honest, didn't really pay attention this week. But you know who pays attention so I don't have to? Ian Reed. And Ian and uh, I believe some grouping of Kevin Jules. And whatnot. They talk uh, the bear. They talked Barracuda earlier this week, right? Uh, yeah, that okay. is correct. Like, they I'm not trying it. to be a dick. It's like I was so busy this last week. I just did not have time to like get, catch up on shit. Yeah. So Ian, Kevin, and Jules on Wednesday, I want to say it was. Um, they did a show kind of talking about the Barracuda, uh, after their game against Coachella Valley, and then also talked. Right. And then uh, they actually also talked about like. Uh, a handful of like listener submitted trade ideas for the shark. So it was, it was a really good listen. Oh, nice and interactive there. Love it. Yeah. All right. So make sure you guys all go check that out after you're done watching this show. Um, I, the only thing I know is the cooter is still in the basement. What can I tell you? It's, it's not looking great, but uh, you know, you think about the names that are going to be coming in over the next uh, season or two. I mean, uh, Haltunen, Smith, um, Musty, uh, who's that? Uh, Beastead. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? I know there's a couple other big names that are, you know, expected to. Uh... <laughs> Oscar Lindblom. No, I'm oh, just kidding. Uh, I mean, Bort, like Bordalo, Cardwell, uh, Brandon Coe, Tristan Robbins. Like, there's all kinds of names that you could keep you keeping your eye on. Is is Weisblatt still part of the solution, or I feel like <sighs> I I just yeah. I don't know if it's injury or if it's inconsistency or what, but it just seemed like. I remember hearing a lot of fucking like, yeah, we're on the Weisblatt train, and then like it got derailed. I mean, if you listen to me, you knew that was a bad pick from the beginning. Well, bad, no. If you listen to me, you knew that was the wrong pick from the beginning, but I digress. <laughs> I mean, just not a great season with the Barracuda, right, which is really unfortunate. Um, the injury considerations, obviously, as you mentioned as well, um, sounded like he was going to have a surgery on his knee or maybe his meniscus um so it's yeah it it sucks considering he's only you know he's going to be 22 so it's like he's still right in that range to like kind of get it going you know oh it'd be nice so anyway uh check out that show from ian and the uh and the crew from earlier this week if you want to catch up on all your stuff with the barracuda 
And now it's time to get to this interesting prize. And again, you can tell what a short week it is because we're already doing the prize thing and we've only been chatting for barely over an hour. Usually we're fucking, you know, knocking on two hours at this point. So, <laughs> uh, and, and let's be honest, if we don't get into that baseball shit, we're already, the show's already over. <laughs> so, dude, uh, you said something kind of interesting happened with the prizes this week? Yeah, there is a little bit of controversy. Not any real controversy, but just like kind of fun controversy, if that oh, makes sense. Okay, now remind me because I went so fucking stupid last week. So it was highest time on ice between both games in the second period, both teams. Yeah, so basically here's the short version. Between these two games, regardless of the team, what will the highest time on ice be for the second period? And now, folks, <laughs> AJ will we'll have to go. We'll have to find the tape and maybe tweet it out. But <laughs> similar to when we did this for the uh, the uh, highest shooting period, I I gave you guys the answer. <laughs> I said that is true. I said it would be the second period Nashville, and it would be Roman Yossi. I gave you guys the answer. And that's exactly what it was. Roman Yossi, in the second period of last night's game, had eight minutes and 59 seconds of ice time, which is highest on his team, highest in that game, and highest in the two games combined that the Sharks played this week. Are you serious? Correct. <laughs> here's, here's the controversy. The winner, Jim Reynolds. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> So if you inc if you include the Super Bowl one, which we did not count, he's won three times this year. <laughs> dude. All right, dude. I'm telling you right now, text message coming in three, two. <laughs> oh my God. That is hysterical. So, I don't know. Dude, Jimmy, at this point, I don't know what I can what I can do. I it uh, I'll buy you a beer next time. It's like well, so that's gonna be that'll be one for the end of season. Uh prize thing to be determined what that is how, let me but do me a favor how many how many entries do we have we have seven. i mean for, no for the for the one that jimmy just won seven it yes. was seven oh, okay what, what happened dude beginning of the season we had like 1800 no, 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 no. entries hold on, hold on dude i you want me to continue oh i'm fuck. telling you you want me to continue <laughs> <laughs> so jim reynolds is already won so we move on to the next person so the next person is also a winner, Sean Rashke's. All right. Oh, so, wait a minute. Hold on. Are you going to tell me that like seven the, people entered and every one of them was already the won? So the backup is also a winner. So we say, okay, next on the list, Brandon Workman, <laughs> also a former winner from this season. <laughs> this is the best ever so far. Keep and, going. So that that's it. That's so here now here there's a consideration here. Oh, let me let me answer Putt Guy's question. Not at all. But his wife very well maybe. So anyway. Do, so here's the consideration. Do we so there's two people I'm looking at. One person who well actually, you know what? I want to make sure that this person is also not a former winner because 
Hold on. What are these? What prizes are you handing out in the Discord? I handed out it. A... Marty is saying oh. prizes for the Discord prediction. What are those? Uh, I don't know that any prizes have been determined. We're going to have to have a conversation. Oh, yeah. That. It sounds like an inside baseball thing. Uh, so here's the thing. So based on the logic of closest without going over, we do have a winner. But <laughs> oh, fuck. there is somebody who did go over that was really close to the actual time. So do we stick to the rule or do we break the rule? No, we got to stick to the closest without going over. That's the, you know, and let the only reason we don't stick to that is if ever, you know, it's like fucking price is right. If everybody is over, then we would go closer. Sure. Okay. So the winner, unless you have extenuating circumstances to change my mind. Right. Which I don't. Okay. So the winner, not eligible, the backup winner, not eligible. The tertiary winner, not eligible. Whoa, I know words. <laughs> oh, hey. So the real winner, number four, <laughs> number four on your call sheet. <laughs> and a uh, a person who has entered multiple times this season, but they are a newer enterer, oh, I guess. Good. Uh, you know, and here's the thing that's really gonna uh gonna be fucked is you watch sure. they're not gonna be in the US forty eight. Uh, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll research that. That's uh, too fucking funny. The winner, and this is in not a, you know, it's going to be wanna... like a Tyga burner account. <laughs> so the winner, and I, I don't want to, I, I, I'm going to, sh- I'll get Say to it. <laughs> the winner, number four on your call sheet, <laughs> Mercy Sagehorn is your big winner. That is the coolest fucking name for a winner that we've ever had. It is a uh it is a it is a pen name. I'm not gonna say the real name. Uh but that is a pen name. Um Well is the Crystal uh, excuse me, is the real name Crystal Met? No. <laughs> so there's your winner. I will send them an email and let them know that they've won. Um and we'll find out. Uh, if they're in the US 48 or not. Okay. Um, what do you mean by pen name? What are you trying to say? What am I well, missing just, here? Okay, so like, you know, Hockey Jerk is not on my birth certificate. F- okay, so it's not their government. It's a nom de plume and not their government Sh- name? Sure. Fine, whatever. Sounds good. All right, so I was thinking about it, and you know what? Uh, we're getting down to the... Uh, to the last few weeks here, um, you know, we're, we're uh, the the amount of lunch boxes and uh, hurdle bobbleheads is dwindling. Last few weeks, we got eight more shows left. <laughs> Fuck, do we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I know, I know, I have at least eight more lunch boxes, so we're we're good there. there. Go. Um, go. but the uh, the like, I feel bad because I'm I'm wondering if I kind of got out over my skis with some of these questions and that's why like the amount of uh entries have gone down um maybe so i'm just gonna uh i'm gonna make it real fucking easy this week the sharks got i i pulled down the schedule and i fucking put it back uh the sharks play four this week right is that correct did i get that wrong no it is four all right so hosting new jersey welcome back timo uh who uh, then we got hosting the Ducks, then going to Big D to see Pavelski, 
and the very following night going to play the other, the the former Stars team, now known as the Wild, uh, next Sunday, which you know what that means, kids, next Sunday. Wow, 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 wow. Takeover, <laughs> baby. That means a slightly early show, so instead of being on at 7 p.m. Pacific, we will be on following immediately uh, after the Wild game. So, And I'm sure everybody involved with After Dark is like, fuck, we finally get a night off. Um, so four games, Jersey, Anaheim, Dallas, Minnesota. We're just going to, we're, we're making it simple people combined scores of those four games closest without going over. So, so if it, you know, so if, basically if, like sharks versus all the opponents, no, combined? no total scores combined over the next four games. So it's like, if you think Jersey's going to win five, nothing, if you think, Anaheim's going to win 3-2. If you think Dallas is going to win 5 nothing and Minnesota's going to win 5 nothing, then your answer would be 20. So basically total point total goals for all four games. You got it. Okay. Total goals total, all four total games. Total goals all four games. I love that. All right. And uh and look and just just for funsies say it. Uh you know just as if you want if you want to go for extra credit and a little something extra in the prize pack. Uh, give me the last, uh, the name of the last shark to score that in the week. Mm. So there you go. You know, if the if the sharks so only score like, five yeah. goals this week, whoever scored that fifth goal, that's your that's your bonus. That could also be potentially a tiebreaker. Yes, 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 yes. Perfect. There you go. Love that. So it uh, seems relatively easy, I would think. So make sure email hockeyjerk10. Remember, that's all one word. Hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com with your answers. First answer needs to be submitted before puck drop of that first game, which is, what is that? New Jersey on Tuesday. That is Tuesday the 27th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific. There you go. So you've got a day. You got uh, just under 48 hours. Hey, now. So, uh, yeah, get that in. Remember, highest combined scores. Oh, uh, Just say total goals in all four games. There you go. Yeah, total goals from all four games. And uh, Patrick going with 69 and Blackwood as his <laughs> For legal reasons, we cannot count that. Yes. So, uh, God, man, how many, so how many bets have you uh, handed out? I mean, dude, I, I saw you uh, cashing some checks this week. Dude, so. I mean, you I'll nailed be... Yossi. I well, so I the one that I'm most proud about is uh, the one I'm most proud about. I don't know if you saw or not, and and I'll freely admit if you want to, you know, send me a ping in the Discord if you want to see my losses, and uh, I'll share those with you too. But uh, that's fair. But the one that I was really kind of juiced about was uh, Nikolai Ehlers anytime goal um, because that <laughs> one because he scored in like the first three minutes of the game. So that was like no sweat. It was like, all right, can turn that game off. And I, I know I got that locked down. Um, Brandon sod uh, pick. That was a nice one too, just because of the odds. So uh, Patrick Kane getting an assist a week ago. So like a lot of these have been, you know, I feel like, and, and I feel like everybody would tell you this, but I feel like, my wins are like big wins. And then it's like a bunch of like little kind of whatever losses, if that makes sense. Sure. 
You know, like there was there was a soccer game today. I bet to have three goals and had two. Big fucking deal. Like, um, but to to go on Twitter and you can look, you know, and say Nikolai Ehlers anytime goal, and then he gets it in the first three minutes of the game. It's like, psh, man, cashing. What was so, the one that I fed you on Twitter? Was, oh, it was the Vince Dunn shots on goal. Yeah, from, and, uh, that was like last month, I think. Which that was a that was a nice shout. Well, dude, and the funny thing that was so funny though is like he got like his first two shots came in like the first ten minutes, and then like it was forty minutes without a fucking shot. Like, I know, dude. Are you kidding? So I I had a hockey game that day, so like I was like I was kind of hanging out at home, and like you said, the he had the first two shots I think within the first um whatever with like before the first TV timeout, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, two shots, like like we're made in the fucking shade too here. And then I, I, you know, I, I put the phone down and doing other things. I get to my hockey game and I'm in the locker room and I'm getting dressed and I look at my phone and I'm like, fuck, the third period's about to start and guy is still at two shots. Like, <laughs> I, you can't do this to me. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's fun. Like, like I said, I'll, I'll freely admit I've got more losses than I know what to do with, but hey, the house always wins, right? Right. But my only goal is, you know, at the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the month, however you choose to look at it, you know, what is what is my net? You know, am I net positive or am I net negative? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's how I choose to look at it. And obviously, you're going to talk about the wins more than you talk about the losses. But at the end of the day, am I net positive? That's all that I'm looking to do. There you go. And so with that said, I have to ask, did ask. you see the Rock Bottom Kings sketch from SNL yesterday? No, I did not. Dude. I, I sent that over to you. Oh my god, so go check that out, everybody. For if, if anybody, if you enjoy like betting on sports, go check it out, dude. Rock bottom kings on SNL. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. Yeah, I'll have to give it a look. Yeah. Um, fourteen home games left. Was that correct? Um. Ooh, I know. I mean, I know they have twenty six games left. Let's see. They've yeah, played. fourteen. Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> winding right. down. I don't know, but the well, you you said something earlier about the season, you know, being long, and I'm like, you know, it has kind of been long because you know the wins have been so far and few between. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't. There's a part of me that's like, I can't wait for this fucking season to be over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, you know, I'm. I feel like, well, at least the, you have the deadline there to mm-hmm. like kind of keep you going, like uh, uh, make you appreciate that final month. But the other thing, of course, that we, and I think we talked about this too, it's like we're, we're starting the playoffs way too fucking late. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's like, you know, and, and the last day, I think we talked about it last week. The last day of the regular season is April. What is it? 18th for the Sharks. Probably yeah. April. Probably April 20th for the whole NHL, and the playoffs are not going to start until the 23rd at the earliest. Yeah, that's uh, no fucking way, man. Like, dude, playoffs should be starting like by April 10th. It's ridiculous. But all right, so <clears throat> excuse me. Like I said, four games this week. Uh, New Jersey coming back with Timo. Who? Uh, Anaheim Ducks at Dallas at Meany. We're going to be on immediately following the Sharks at the Wild. 
Remember on Twitter, you can follow him at hockey underscore jerk. You can follow me at AJ underscore strong. Remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave your take in the comment section if you couldn't join us live. And uh, if you want to keep us commercial free like Nick did earlier and use that super chat option, of course, it's always appreciated. Uh, appreciate it even more. Venmo. You can find us at Teal Town USA. And, uh, you know, I haven't checked the Apple podcast. I'll do that as soon as I'm done here. But we got to see if we finally hit that 100th rating or sub- whatever the hell it is. <laughs> review. That's what it was. 100th review. So we want to uh, crack that. So we'll have to check that out. And if not, hey, go and leave it one anyway. So find links to our social media, podcast apps, and more included in the show notes. Find everything on tealtownusa.com. And as always, remember to check out After Dark that follows every single Sharks game. And they will uh, keep you entertained. And uh, I don't know, his... um, is uh his his is Brody doing the A's yet or is he still doing post game? I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm seriously asking because I know he was like down in in um, Scottsdale or wherever the hell the A's practice, and so I was like, oh, has have have they made the transition yet where he goes to the A's broadcast? And I'm really interested to see how the uh, how it's all handled next season with that. Like, do we get, is Brody doing the whole thing because they're not going to broadcast the A's next season if they move out of Oakland temporary before they go to Vegas? Or do, the other thing, what are you hearing, dude, in Vegas about the whole A's thing? Because the more I hear about it, the, the more I hear like Vegas people are like, no, fuck you, keep the A's. We don't want them. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of interest, at least from my what I've heard. Now, it's entirely possible that people I don't hear from and speak to maybe are wanting the A's here. I fully acknowledge that it's possible, but from the people I've spoken to, it's not that they don't want the A's here. It's just that they don't care. And, <laughs> it, and is that you know, baseball I, overall? Is that athletic specific? It might be a little bit of both. Um, and, you know, I think I'd mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but there's a lot of, you know, economic considerations for residents of Clark County. And, you know, we're kind of watching from afar at how what what's guy's name? David Caval, as I mm-hmm. believe that's his name, how he wants um, whatever, whatever it is that he wants, 350 million or whatever it is from Clark County. And, you know, like we're looking at that in relation to uh, in relation to like how much money this guy has got. Right. Yeah, and from owning the gap. Right. And and so it's just like it's really kind of obnoxious, especially because like from everything I've read and everything I've heard, like there's more of an appetite for basketball. There's more of an appetite for soccer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, it's pretty much to use a word that you love. It's pretty much fait accompli that the, uh, the NBA is going to come here. I mean, T-Mobile Arena is already here. NHL and NBA teams share venues. That's an easy expansion or relocation whatever ends up happening and then not only that the owner of the golden knights bill foley has kind of like behind the scenes been interested in bringing a major league soccer team to vegas to play uh, at the stadium where the raiders play and so that's again that's a consideration right um it seems to me like like i said people are more interested in basketball and soccer coming here as opposed to baseball and I think 
the economic considerations, obviously there's not a state tax here, but other things, you know, sales tax, resorts fees, all that kind of stuff would go up. Um, and then also just the location where they want to put it. Like people yeah. who live in people who live in Vegas and Clark County are generally leery about construction. You know, there's a running joke that the Nevada State Flower is an orange traffic cone mm-hmm. and building a baseball stadium would add to that. And you're talking about a fan base that literally put together their own fan fest this weekend. Without the, did you hear about this by any chance? I did. Yeah, the fact that they got together, put together their own fan fest, and like the A's couldn't like even let well enough alone. They had to fucking pressure Drake's Brewery, who was signed on as a sponsor very early on. It pressured them to not sponsor it so drake's pulled out like last minute total dick move and and evidently like told aramark to like pull the lever on the axe like they couldn't even have the stones to do it themselves because they didn't want the bad press and i'm just like bitch you that's your world you swim in bad press why would this you know why be any different <laughs> just <sighs> it's a great it's a great time in sports right now isn't it Oh, it's awesome. Dude, I mean the uh the the 49ers, I mean at least you have the 49ers. You know, they I mean they made it to the big game, didn't win it, but hey, at least they're successful. But True. holy shit. I don't know. I don't know what we're what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to pay attention to uh the trade deadline for the next 2 weeks. That's what we're going to do. So, thanks again for joining us. Remember, oh, I do uh, want to say one more thing. Oh, whip it out. Today, not that anybody would know this, but I do want to shout it out. Today is my wife's birthday. Happy you're, birthday. I'm sorry, you're whose? My wife's. <laughs> Today is my wife's birthday. Happy birthday. I love you. All right, let's move on. Nice. So thank you so much for listening. We're going to catch you next Sunday, but not at our normal time. It's going to be following Sharks at Minnesota. And get those uh, contest questions in. And uh, I'm I'm dying to see how how what it, if Jimmy wins it again I'm done we're not doing any more contests Jimmy <laughs> ah here it is your moment of zen fire everyone. <laughs>